Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. This is RS1, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Well, quite some time ago, we had the 2.45 BMW with broken suspension. It's been very good in terms of gathering information, Paul Trustwell, because we've had a lot of green flag running. We've not had many code 60s or slow zones, and certainly not any long ones where huge swathes of the track, no. which is often what we see in the 24 hours and some of the VLN races, that just hasn't happened. No, the delays that happen are often when they have to replace barriers, with the yes. barriers being so close to the edge of the circuit, you get a car off, uh, and all of a sudden you've got bat, uh, damage to the barrier, uh, and that needs to be replaced, so that what takes up the times. We've had a good, fast race. As I say, it's not been as fast as last year's. I didn't actually check that, but I'm fairly certain we had 44 laps in last year's qualification race. This one, um, I'm still thinking might go as far as 40, but uh, 39... 40 laps uh, this one will go to but yes I mean it's it, it's giving everybody a practice yes you know I mean we've talked about the fact that they run the full top 30 qualifying session to give the marshals an idea of where to line the cars up make sure there's enough space for the 30 of them and then the remaining 20 cars on the uh, grid one and then grid two uh, they can kind of make um get themselves used to that uh, but it's getting the teams as well the mechanics used to working with one another um, to get through the routine of a pit stop um, to make sure that you know how long it takes to get from pit into your box because that's massively important if you're going to because remember the pit stop time is the time from pit in to pit out um, what uh, you are able to do is to measure the time that the car spends in front of the uh, in front of the garage so very often what the drivers will do what the teams will do is to have the driver on the radio saying go as he comes uh, across the line at the pit in but you have to make sure that he does that because otherwise you don't know when to start the uh, the stopwatch for your pit stop time so there's an awful lot of procedure that the teams will be uh, using this event to go through um and as well, of course, from us, it's, it's useful because we can look at the way that the race is going to pan out. And as I say, the way that the BMWs have dominated this one, I'm not saying that uh, they're going to dominate the 24 hours in June, but um, they're laying down a very serious marker, aren't they? The, it's a statement of intent, Paul, to me, this, uh, with the BMWs first and second. They were first, second and third before the, the pit stop cycle. And they'll cycle back to that, I think, before the uh, end of the race then it was two Porsches both of the Manti car, uh, cars together got to say actually particularly the number one car has done very well considering it had to pick its way through all of that first grid to get to where it is having been pushed to the back after a ride height infringement a lot of class leaders in the uh, top 30 or 40 and there's been some good driving out there by some of the smaller class cars as well as always yes i mean i think the, the thing with the uh, the manti porsche number one um it, it only started from the back of grid one i mean it didn't start from right Good at point. the back um but it, it, it 
it's got, what can you say? I mean, the driver lineup: Fred Makovici, uh, Nick Tandy, Ricard Leitz, Patrick Pile. Um, there's, there's not a lot that can go wrong with that set of drivers, is it? I mean, there's, there's none of them who are, uh, I'm going to curse them now, but there's none of them who are going to uh, uh, throw the car off the circuit. There's none of them who don't really know their way around. There's none of them who's not experienced in traffic. Um, you know, that they all know exactly what they're doing and uh, are perfectly capable drivers, you know, former winners of the race. So, um, yeah. Whilst they've done well, it's not a surprise that they've done well. I'll probably that's well, the best and, way to and they're in a Manti car. At the yeah, and they're in the right car, yes. At the Nürburgring, you know, in conditions that were a bit iffy when you started. Yeah, well. Quite so. So uh, the gap's not really relevant at the moment, although just looking at the cars that have made the... Uh, fourth pit stop uh, the gap between the uh, 9-11 now with Earl Bamber behind the wheel of it, Manti Porsche uh, he has one more pit stop to do and the 99 John Edwards driven Porsche uh, that is a minute and a half so it was a minute and a half it's still a minute and a half they haven't managed to get any of the time back um, so I think they're gonna um, gonna be able to get back maybe 20 seconds of that on the final pit stop but no more right um, I think uh, as I say the battle at the moment is going to be between the two BMWs 101 from Valkenhorst and uh, 99 uh, John Edwards Valkenhorst um, BMW, by the way, 101, now has David Pittard behind the wheel. Class-leading KTM Crossbore, the Teichmann Racing 111 car, which was on the front row of its starting group, took the lead fairly early on. The yellow and blue striking colours scheme for a car that is not the least bit traditional. Audi engine, of course. Over 300 horsepower. Paddle shift, ABS, and the interesting clamshell entry system. Now the whole of the front of the car tips up forward and moves forward so you can get in and out. Lovely cars, and good to see that one doing well. As I say, it's led its class pretty much since the start. That's the Cup X category. It is the man with the nom du course of Maximilian behind the wheel at the moment. Got a circuit vehicle, in fact, two circuit vehicles. The circuit vehicles have been replaced recently. The old uh, red two-door Jeeps, Jeep Cherokees, the little square ones. That was just after, uh, just before and just after the Caracciola Carousel. It's all Audis now. Uh, no, sorry, that was the that was the Kleiner carousel. That was the second carousel. My apologies. So they're coming on to the Dottigahua now. The, the drivers give those uh, intervention vehicles no space at all. That's a thankless job having to drive those. Yeah, they, they, they tape up the mirrors of the intervention vehicles because... Because uh, you don't want to see what's coming behind. You don't want to see what's coming no, up. Just hold right. your line, son. Just hold your line. <laughs> Q, uh, Q3s, 4s and 5s, I think, being used uh, nowadays. Looking particularly splendid.
brilliant, aren't you? Yeah. So you better be good early. Well, for some of them, it'll be go to work today. Yeah, yeah. For them. So Edwards through a completion Correct. of his 28th lap now. Yep. And David Pittard is on... Uh, has now completed it, or is on the way to complete his outlap, and I reckon he should be, well, he wants to be around 50 seconds at most behind, so uh, Nick Yellowly did a very good stint, uh, had an extra two laps out there, was closing the gap, if he's down to anything under a minute is going to be good, if it's less than 50 seconds then puts the Valkenhorst team in a very strong position indeed for that final pit stop that you were describing John one more pit stop to go uh, the problem is going to be for the number one Manti Porsche mm. they're not going to be able to get away with one more pit stop they're going to need an extra one I think in your humble opinion Paul uh, and your opinion is um, I'll guess alright um is it better to go longer then and get inside that last hour and yes. ten minutes? Yes. Um, yes. And, and as far into it as you can, or is yes. there a point where you, there's, there's diminishing returns? Uh, yes, I think it, it's probably long ago now that I can, I can tell this story. So uh, at the beginning of last year, I received a phone call from Kyle Wilson-Clark, and he said, Paul, we need to sit down and talk about Nürburgring. Uh, and I had the opportunity, and we sat down on two occasions, on each occasion for half a day. Kyle worked for Porsche, presumably. Uh, yes, Kyle Wilson-Clark, yeah. who... Um, used to be race engineer at Audi, moved from Audi to Porsche. On LMP1. Um, and has a lot of experience with uh, WEC racing, knew nothing about the Nürburgring 24 hours, and he was going to be engineering a car for the Nürburgring 24 hours last year. We spent a long time looking at all of the parameters, and we ended up saying, Do you know what, it's easy, just go as far as you can on each tank full of fuel. There's nothing clever, really, that you can do, because you don't have a full course caution, because you don't have uh, a safety car situation to bunch the field up. You just want to stretch the fuel as far as you can as often as you can if there's a lot of uh, work being done on the circuit and the lap times go up by quite a long way you just save fuel and go an extra lap um, and the effect of that is that you go as far as you can into the race and just keep going round and round and round and effectively just keep the car out of the pits um, so when you're looking at all the possibilities you think there's an awful lot of possibilities but I don't think it's giving away too many secrets to say whatever the whatever the question is, the answer is stay out as long as you can. And that and, and that counts right up to the end when right table up. three comes kicks Indeed. in. And even when you get to, you know, there's no point in trying to back time it or be clever with anything like right. that. Um, so you just want to push as far as you can uh, into every stint and say that is what is going to help um, the Walken horse car here. Um, the gap having had that conversation, 52 seconds, first to second it is now. So uh, Nick Yellow, uh, not Nick Yellow, David Pittard uh, has taken around about uh, 10 seconds or so out of that lead, um, which is now to John Edwards uh, in the number 99 car. And uh, David Pittard will now be wanting to do the same thing that Nick Yellowly did earlier on, because if he can get it down to 45 seconds, then he's in with a shout of winning the race overall. Right. That's Paul Trustwell, John Hindorf with Paul here in the booth as we're moving in to the last hour and three quarters. Uh, 
at the Nürburgring where the weather has played ball for the most part little rain this morning but it's dried out just a reminder we'll have full coverage of the total idiocy Nürburgring 24 hours this June and it is in June it's after Le Mans this year it's the week after Le Mans our coverage starting on Wednesday with a special midweek motorsport and then we'll cover all of the 24 hour sessions right through up to and including the race most of those with pictures as well thanks to the hard working ladies and gentlemen at Vega Technical who will be providing pictures and we'll have some more pictures out uh, from the Nordschleifer as well get a few more cameras out there on the main race as well as some aerial views stunning stuff always by the team at the Nürburgring great to work with them and thanks in advance ladies and gents for all your hard work in the run up to the Nürburgring 24 and indeed all the work you do through the year for the qualifying and the VLN races Get uh, possibilities between the two Manti Porsches. You mentioned a little while ago, John, uh, behind the three BMWs, we've got the two Manti uh, Porsches. Mm. Uh, at the moment, Patrick Pillay is ahead of Earl Bamba. Uh, now, Patrick Pillay is anyway going to have to pit before Earl Bamba does, and uh, Earl Bamba is going quicker than Patrick Pillay, so we may well see the two Manti cars swapping position uh, on either this or the next lap. They're, where are they at the moment? They're in sector five at the moment. Marcel Fesler back behind the wheel of the multicoloured Audi. Has different sponsors on either side of that car. Uh, a blue sponsor on the right-hand side and a green sponsor on the left-hand side. <laughs> and Which, red down the middle. Um, yeah, as my father would have said, it might not be pretty, but it confuses the witnesses. <laughs> um, yes, what was the colour of the car that ran into you, sir? Uh, it was uh, definitely. It was definitely green. It was what definitely green. I saw it. I saw the. I saw the left-hand side. It was green. It had Castrol written on it. Um, uh, and you're a witness to this, uh, are you, uh, Mr. Hindoff? Yes. Yes, I am. What was the car that ran into him? It was blue. Blue, definitely. Uh, blue on the side, and uh, it had Schreyer written on the side. <laughs> Um, right. The car that he's battling with is the Get Speed Performance Mercedes. Um, not very far behind, the red and white and black Mercedes. They've uh, had a race long battle, these two. Uh, indeed, so back into the hands of Marcus Paltala. Uh, not actually sure whether we've had everybody at the wheel of that car uh, in this race because um, Marcus Paltala is having his uh, second turn behind the wheel. Uh, it was start. Ah, no, maybe. Um, no, that's right. It was started by Marcus Paltala. Um, or at least we were told it was started by Marcus Paltala. Fabian Schiller uh, drove the second stint. Then it was Janine Hill. And now it's come back to Marcus Paltala. So John Schofner, I don't think, has had a turn behind the wheel of the Get Speed car yet. Okay. Um, so you've got four drivers in that one, whereas the uh, Phoenix Audi number four that it's having the battle with is just a two-driver outfit with uh, Marcel Fessler and Rahel Frey doing all of the driving between them. Rahel having driven two stints in the middle of the race, but now we think probably Marcel will take it through to the chequered flag. John Edwards is on the Dottinger Hoa or is getting close to the start of the Dottinger Hoa to complete another lap. 
uh, in the number 99 car. David Pittard will be endeavouring, and this will be the first chance we've had to see a proper flying lap time from David Pittard because his last lap time was an outlap. Um, the fastest lap from the Valkenhorst BMW has been an 8 minutes 20.5 compared to the fastest lap for the Rover Racing BMW of an 8 minutes 22.8 so 2 seconds uh, difference. There goes Edwards through completing the lap and he does so in 8 minutes 29.663 seconds so we'll wait another minute or hopefully less than a minute see where David Pittard comes uh, and then we'll be able to see whether the gap is coming down and to see whether we're going to be able to make this into a grandstand finish. But uh, it really is just between the two of them because the gap back to Conor de Filippi and the other Rover racing BMW is a further 26 seconds. Uh, and then the uh, Manti Porsches are the further 20 or so, 18 mm. seconds behind that. But as I say, I expect the Manti Porsches will have changed places by the time they get back to us at the start finish line next time around. So around about now then, three laps, yeah, an easy, th an easy three laps before people can make their last stop if they're out there, because we've got an hour and 39, no, that's nonsense, Heindorf, uh, so it's an hour and 40, uh, you, you need 30 minutes, so that's four, five, five laps. Five laps for the for anybody at the front of the field. If they've got five laps in the tank, their next stop could be their last stop. Here's the change between the two. Manti yes, you're right, John, that's right. Uh, here's the Manti change possibly taking place. It's, yeah. it's not. I thought it was going to there. Um, the problem is for the number one Porsche, as I say, he has fuel to get him to lap 30, um, but I think he's then going to need uh, another stop before the end of the race. Yes, he is. It's going to be a 39-lap race. Uh, that's going to, he's going to run out before the end. So the two Manti Porsches um, making a nightmare for any photographer who thought he'd just had the light setting right with, as you say, John, it has been getting a bit gloomier, but then these Porsches come past and you think the sun's come out. <laughs> Sunburn standard, are they? <laughs> But Lane, it is still the one from the 911 as they go through. So the slightly more green car has the advantage at the moment in the hands of Patrick Peele. It's Earl Bamber in the 911. They're on the Grand Prix circuit now. So let's call it 100 minutes, which is what we've got left. Yep. And around about 70 minutes yep. ish is when you. Could so come in a minute. 70 minutes is the maximum that you can run on yeah. a tank full. And you really don't want to be coming in before then, anyway, as you say, because the third table kicks in at 70 minutes anyway. So you want to be coming in around about the 70 minute mark and running after that to the flag. So we've got half an hour, five laps. Oh, spin on the hats and back. Uh, and that is a dark grey BMW. And he's. You don't tend to just spin on the hats and bags. Well, I don't think he's hit the wall, but he has lost, lost the left rear wheel on what I believe is the 51 car. No. Nah. Is it the 50? 51? I say 51. Yes, it is the Speedline racing car. The M4 GT4. They've got a number of... As, they've got a Z4 as well. So I was right there. That, that is the Speedline car. Uh, and he was uh, well up. 
in the SP4T category. That's BMW M4 GT4. And the left rear wheel and tyre gone completely. He's pulled it out of harm's way. But... And what I can't see from that... The picture that we've got here in the studio is... Whether that wheel has... Sh that uh, hub has sheared off. No sign of the wheel, by the way. Yellow flags waving. Just... Oh, double yellows and... Well, it's fact isn't it? It is... Uh, yes. Cautious, yes. Right, we'll find the wheel of the BMW. Uh, Marcel Fessler seemed to lift not a jot there as he went through that double yellow. Wheel went a lot further than the BMW, as often happens. Never a good never a good <laughs> deer when bits of the car's doing different lap times. Uh, I know I've said so. it before. I do like the, the uh I do like the colour scheme on that uh, Speedline car. Can't, can't tell whether it's hit the kerb or not, can you? Yes. It's got, it's got kerb colours on the side of the car around the bottom of the uh, B the pillar sill. going yeah. up there along the sills. And then up over the top of the wheel and then again on the other side. That's quite clever. Um, I like that. It, into the pits on that last lap has come the 705 leader, the, SP, or the SPX leader, the 705 car, Felipe Fernando Laza. And this is too early for him to go to the end from here. Oh, yes. Good point. And ditto the Conrad Lamborghini comes in into the pits um, and uh, that's had a good run and uh, we'll talk about it again because as long as we talk about it it'll go uh, continue going well Axel Jeffries is the driver who's brought the Conrad Lamborghini in for what is going to be its penultimate stop the other SPX contender the 55 Ferrari has now got Simon Trummer back in it but they've dropped two laps and I just I don't think they've had a problem I just think that was just the uh, relative pace of their other drivers and I'm not being nasty there, but... Uh, I mean, we were saying earlier on about uh, what it takes to win the race, John, and one of the things that it takes to win the race is having drivers. You've got three, four drivers in the car who are going to be all as quick as each other, um, and that just goes to show when you don't have uh, drivers of that uh, level of experience, uh, then you very quickly lose, uh, lose time... Oh, yeah. ...lose uh, and ultimately start losing laps. Full service for the Lamborghini. Code 60 at the Hatzenbach, presumably for that Speedline BMW. With just on an hour and 34 to go, there is a, ooh, a BMW intervention vehicle. I don't think I've seen one of those before. They use that to pick up BMWs. Ah, only BMWs, <laughs> yes. Um, BMW assistance has come out. Uh, meantime, TCR Hyundai leaves the pits. This is the i30 version of the car. There's a Veloster in there as well, the 171. And they've been going rather well, thanks very much. That When that car came at the pits, it was in second position. And uh, I think Mark Bassing's one of the drivers in that car, isn't he? The 171 car. It's got some good. They've got some good drivers uh, lined up there. Yes, Mark Bassing, Nico Verdonk, uh, and uh, Mont Ostrich. Moritz. Moritz Ostrich, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Manuel Lau, Peter Terting, and Andreas Gulden in the 
uh, other oh, but they've swapped over as well. 170 and 171 have swapped over because that's the. Uh oh no, no, that is the Veloster. Excuse me, that is the Veloster. Just seeing the back of it. Wow, it does look like an i30. Very similar from the front. Aren't yes, they, they are. I, I, they are. I, I thought you were spot on, so I didn't say anything. But uh, it yeah, that is the Veloster. The Veloster, which gets into TCR regulations, because a TCR. We're talking about four-door GTs. That TCRs have to be a four-door car. There could be four or five doors. Right. The Veloster only has one door on the driver's side. But it has two on the passenger side and the hatchback. That makes it four. <laughs> so it's not traditionally a four-door <laughs> car, but it's a four-door car. So it gets in. There we go. Fair enough. <laughs> we are talking about stretching regulations earlier on. Um, I, I failed to mention earlier on, David Pittard actually lost time on that last lap. Oh, the really? Of John Edwards. Uh, and he lost almost five seconds. So the gap has gone out from 50... 2.7 seconds, which is what it was in the previous lap, to 58.0 uh, on the last lap. Uh, and I say last lap because John Edwards has just gone through now uh, and completed another lap. Now, that was a slower lap from John Edwards, but remember there were yellow flags around the circuit. So you can't always compl compare one single lap with the, the next single lap because different drivers very often get different yellow flag zones around the circuit. Um, and what we were saying hadn't happened very much, which we didn't get very much yellow flags. Uh, we're now having a couple more of them at this point in the race. <coughs> but John Edwards then, uh, and a slower lap, but uh, he'll be very eager to ensure that he keeps this margin. Uh, he'd like it to be a minute. Uh, David Pittard would like it to be underneath 50 seconds. And then right. uh, we'll have a race for the finish. Although, as I say, it's still with an hour and a half of the race to go. Coming up on this lap, uh, we'll be getting... No, it won't be this lap. It will be the next lap around. Uh, we'll be getting the number one Manti Porsche into the pits. Uh, the two of them are still at it, absolutely hammering tongs. Uh, and the one still leads the 9-11. So uh, it's still Patrick Pile holding Earl Bamber at bay. But the two of them are side by side as they come down the Dottingahoa this time. But I don't think Earl Bamber is quite close enough, John. No, that might just be a foot... Uh an opportunity for the photographer there yeah. as they were coming down the dot to go her um, into Teagarten with the sun shining. So having got very gloomy about an hour ago, maybe a little more than that, 90 minutes, uh, there's now enough sunshine to see the odd one or two shadows underneath and around the cars as the two Manti Porsches cross the line in fourth and fifth position. Pile from Bamba. And the fact that they are going through means that we've already had through uh, Conor de Filippi up ahead of them in the other Rover Racing BMW. But more importantly, David Pittard, that time, picked up eight seconds. Now, uh, no disrespect to David Pittard's driving, but I suspect he may have lucked in with the uh, yellow flag zones or John Edwards lucked out um, because John Edwards' t lap time for the whole lap, I said it was slower, eight minutes 49. Uh, the time for David Pittard, eight minutes 41. So that's a gap that's come down massively on that lap. And he's now within five seconds, I would say, uh, of where it needs to be for the Vulcan horse car to make a pit stop uh, uh, and get out more quickly than the Rover Racing BMW uh, is going to be able to do. 
First couple of sector times, pretty much even Stevens. 0.6 of a second separated them in the first sector. Um, Pittard was quicker. And 0.2 of a second separating them in the second sector with Edwards marginally quicker. But uh, it is going to be a pretty good fight, I reckon, between these two. We're already seeing a good fight on the track between the two Manti Porsches, but um, as I've mentioned, that is a rather false battle on the track because the number one Manti car will be into the pits at the end of this lap that it's currently on. We already had the Glickenhaus in, the SPX leader, we told you that. That has gone back now to having Andreas Simonsen uh, behind the mm. wheel of it. Slow zone out at the hats and back. Through goes the leader, John Edwards. That car picks up speed very, very quickly. Very, very quickly. It's one of those areas where you can make up time. I was talking about mm. you lose time in yellow flag Massively. zones. Uh, part of the reason you lose time in yellow flag zones is on the braking into it and on the acceleration out of it. Um, and you just have to push as hard as you can as soon as you see the green flag. Uh, and the rule is um, that you need, do need to pass the green flag, other than, uh, uh, unlike in some series, where if you can see the green flag, then you can go. These are um, different rules and different circuits. Drivers have to be used to the different disciplines and also the different uh, regulations which are in force. Well... You've got when you're talking about a balance of performance category, when you are talking about incremental gains of, you know, a percent here, a half a percent there. Absolutely right. Get, getting on the gas, and well, we in <coughs> fact haven't we seen a VLN race decided yep. by who reacted quicker and was able to see the green flag quicker, yep. and that was John Edwards who who was the beneficiary there. Uh, absolutely. Um, a quick, uh, I say, shout out, a word of uh, commendation for Eduardo Liberati in the uh, Nissan number thirty-nine. Uh, they're running in the top ten, um, ninth place currently for the KCMG entered Nissan GTR. And uh, they're, I mean, they're, they're holding their own. They're ahead of the Audis. Uh, they're, um, I mean, it's BMWs at the front, Porsches in the fourth and fifth places, Mercedes sixth, uh, and a Nissan in ninth place. Mm -hmm. uh, they're ahead of the Lamborghinis, they're ahead of the Audis, they're ahead of the Ferraris, uh, all proper GT3 cars. Not saying that the, G the Nissan is not a proper GT3 car, it very much is a proper GT3 car. Um, but KCMG, having their first season, as far as I know, racing in the Nürburgring series, Nissan have been to, uh, obviously have been involved in GT3 racing for some time, but KCMG as the entrant, um, putting in a lot of effort and uh, climbing that learning curve. I think they would agree to that. But uh, so far in this six hours... Um, We've had four and a half of the hours gone. Um, it's gone very well indeed for the KCM uh, group um, with ninth place for their number 39 car and the 38 car is in 16th place. So uh, both cars doing very nicely indeed. Just a quick update on some of the classes. 
Well, Sarah Rigby wants to know what's going on with the Aston Martin. It's still the AMG GT4 that leads SPAT. 26th position now for the leading car there. Alex Brundle is behind the wheel of the 37 in second position. Uh, he's got about 20 seconds. Uh, no, actually, not not that much. Uh, he's got a couple of seconds on Chris Goodwin, who's in third position in the second of the Astons. Well, the class leader still, the SPX leader is the 705. Uh, we've got SP9LG, as it has been from the beginning, is still that BMW Z4 from Speedline. SP94, 9, SP Pro, let's get that out, shall we, is the number 56. Uh, and that's the Lexus, that's in 24th position, SP at T we've mentioned. Cup 3 for the Caymans is the 303. Peter Turtings behind the wheel of the 170, that's the leading TCR Hyundai SP7 is a 991 GT3 Cup car the 63 in 32nd position KTM Crossbore the triple one uh, that's the Teichman Racing Cup X leader AT is the Porsche GT3 Cup 2 that's care for climate the 320 cars it has been for the beginning uh, BMW GT4 that's got Thomas Jaeger in it no not that one because there's two remember uh, so that's the BMW one, not the out, uh, not the Mercedes one. The 71 car leads SP10 in 35th position. Uh, that seems an early pit stop for the 44. Uh, yes, I think you're right. It's uh, it's a bit of a troubled Porsche that one. Right. Um, having already lost one car from the uh, Falcon Tires group. Um, no, actually, that's a seven lap uh, stop. Oh, is it? Hells, that's gone. That's gone through quick. It's. Uh, Yes, Martin Raginger took the car over from your Bergmeister on lap 23, or at the end of lap 22. All right, he was inside the top ten when he came in, and it is Dirk Werner who's taking the car out. Uh, class leaders continuing, SB3Ts, the Subaru, the 88 in 36th position. Uh, what's that? SP8 leader is the, that's the Gitty Tyres Audi. The 148 car in 37th position. Uh, Cup 5 is the BMW 240s, and it is the number 240 still that leads uh, in that. And there's a couple more further down, I know. SP6 is a Porsche 991 GT3 Cup car, the 125 in 51st position. V6, Porsche Carrera, 133 and 54th position. V5, the 143. Uh, Porsche came in. Oh, Von Berlo. I wonder if any relation to Kai Von Berlo. Um, uh, Asari, 155, BMW E390. That's the V4 leader in 60th position. V3T, Porsche 718. Number 718 as well in 66th position. SP4T, Porsche Cayman uh, Club Sport. And that 4T leader is the 159 in 73rd position. SP3 is the remaining CHR, which is the 119 car. And that's the Toyota Team Gazoo uh, Thailand entered car. That's in 78th position. And I think a small onion will do it for you. Yes, indeed. That's Shalot. And <laughs> uh, into the pits then comes Patrick Pile with the number one. 
Manti Porsche as uh, predicted that he would. Earl Bamber therefore is now clear of the uh, number one green uh, Porsche. So we'll see whether Earl Bamber is going to be able to uh, go quicker without the uh, yellow Porsche. Uh, without the green Porsche in his way. Uh, next up is Maxi Book in the Black Falcon uh, Mercedes, car number three, uh, the car that has been shared. Uh, it was Lucas Stoltz started it. Uh, Hubert Haupt, Thomas Jaeger and Maxi Book now at the wheel of the number three uh, Mercedes. But uh, he is quite a long way back. Um, and in fact, he's also due into the pits on this lap. So uh, he'll be... Uh, coming into the pits in sixth place but then losing ground um, and the next pit stoppers yes we'll have another two laps before we get John Edwards into the pit so that will bring him into Close. the range of yeah. being yes he'll be within that'll be just about the top of the hour um, but the crucial thing is going to be the gap um, between himself and David Pittard with Pittard losing time again on that last lap. He gained it on the previous because of uh, yellow flag zones. Uh, got it down to 50.3 seconds previous uh, lap around. That lap just gone. 55 seconds then separates the first two. And just to make the point again, the difference in pit stop time with two laps separating them should be 45 seconds. So uh, there's going to be a 10-second gap that... Uh, the Valkenhorst BMW has to make up uh, in the final hour and what have we got, hour and 20 minutes of the race. Um, I'm guessing that David Pittard will hand the car over to Christian Cronjes when uh, he uh, comes in, so that will be a driver change and I'm also guessing that John Edwards will stay behind the wheel of the Rover car. So battle between the two BMWs very definitely on. Uh, Conor de Filippi driving the 98 BMW second spring Rover racing car. Neither in one place nor the other, really. Not in a position to challenge for the lead, but nor is he quite... Uh, does he have to quite worry too much about the 911 car because they are both on the same pit stop strategy uh, and they're separated by around about 26, 27 seconds. So uh, the Manti Porsche has seen just a little bit off the pace, but John was saying earlier on, uh, a lot of today is about gathering data, and I'm sure the notepads will be filling up even as we speak uh, from Manti Racing. Yeah. So how many do you reckon are still on the lead lap, Paul? Uh, I said 20 last time I looked. Right. Uh, we'll look again now, and... That's the right button. Uh, look again... Now and oh. it's yes, it, it's uh, twenty on the lead lap. That's right. right, yeah. And of those, really, the three in contention are the top three BMWs. Are there to, for the to win? To be honest, it's only the front two. Right. Uh, it, there's, if nothing goes wrong with uh, the Valkenhorst or ninety nine Rover cars, it's yeah. between the two of them. Okay. Um, the gap back to uh, the 98 Conor de Filippi car, 30 seconds is too big for them to uh, be able to do anything about unless they suddenly lose 30 seconds doing something, having a yep. long pit stop. It suddenly rains, yep. all sorts of those things. Putting a wheel off, along. having a spin, yep. yeah, getting caught by a bat marker. All those things can happen. 
It's turned into a lovely afternoon at the Nordschleifer at the Nürburgring. Um, we had sunshine for a few moments a couple of laps ago, so that's, you know, a quarter of an hour ago already. Still weak shadows on the Grand Prix circuit. This is looking like a very good race for BMW. Very good indeed. And we'll set them with exactly the right mindset going into the 24. Oh, and as I say that, a BMW grinds to a halt, but not one of the leaders. This is one of the class cars. It's the, uh, this is another E90, I think. Which don't seem to have been having the best day today. It's the Mercedes number three and... Maxi Book comes to put a lap on it. It's one of the 240i racing cars. Now, is it one of the leading cars? That's the question. Because that's normally a cracking battle. I'll try and pick that up for you. Oh. Uh, a news of a penalty right. uh, just come in. Uh, one minute and 32 second time penalty... Uh, for not obeying flag signals for the 98 Rover Racing BMW. Uh, so oh. not the leading car, but the third-placed uh, BMW uh, will have to do a 1 minute 32 time penalty. And I think that is, hasn't yet been taken. Just um, go back and look. No, I don't think it has yet been taken. So that's going to uh, put Connor de Filippi right back into a place where he's going to be catchable by Earl Bamber so next pit stop uh, will be coming up for the uh, number 911 Mantai Porsche uh, on it'll be on lap 34 so two laps away from where they are now um, but a minute and a half extra penalty for the 98 BMW for not obeying the flag signals uh, and that will be either overtaking under a yellow or speeding in a code 60 area or something like that. Uh, that's... And how long has he got for that? Uh, a minute and 32 seconds. Right. Well, sounds like a lot, doesn't it? But you cannot ignore flags. We've seen far harsher penalties being applied the nut down through the years uh, and as you say quite rightly so yes absolutely what, uh, what you can't do is to uh, say oh I'll, I'll take the risk it'll only be a it'll only be a stop and go or something but uh, if it's a minute and a half then uh, as i say that's going to lose the car third place uh, and possibly fourth as well um, but definitely third place to the El Bamba Manti Porsche 32 laps now complete for John Edwards, David Pittard, uh, and John Edwards going on to the final lap of his stint, therefore. So uh, a minute and 13 still to go. It'll be a minute and five by the time he takes his final pit stop. David Pittard will stay out for two more laps after that and comes through now at com the completion of his 32nd lap and again losing time. Uh, to John Edwards on that lap. So David uh, Pittard, um, 
not being able to close the gap as effectively as Nick Yellowley was able to do earlier on. Now, that's not a criticism of David because it may well have been purely because of the fact that he's had more yeah. yellow flag zones to contend with. Um, but and, and that very often is just a case of luck as to when you come across them. If you come across a slower car, the problem sometimes is uh, you have a slow car going into a yellow flag zone, uh, which you can't then overtake because you're in a yellow flag zone. Um, and even if uh, both of you slow down, the slower car inevitably slows down a little bit more than you do. So... Conor de Filippi goes through in third place still and the gap between him and Earl Bamber is 26 seconds and then the gap back to uh, who's it going to be? It's going to be Roman Dumas isn't it at the wheel of the Frikadelli Porsche the next one up he's going to inherit that place until he makes his pit stop and that's going to be about a minute and a half, which is the length of the time penalty that the number 98 car of Conor de Filippi has to serve. Unlike uh, Rover Racing to uh, make a mistake like that, mm. I would have said uh, there may be uh, extenuating circumstances. Um, a bit like the uh, mistake made by black falcon earlier in the race when they uh, got the pit stop time wrong and released the car too early and that led to a 30 second uh, 36 seconds uh, stop and go penalty for the uh, black falcon mercedes good morning to carol brink in monterey where it is raining apparently Realise it never rained at Monterey, Carol. Good morning. You've joined us with an hour and 11 minutes to go and with still the crucial part of this race to play out. For those perhaps who have just joined, it was a difficult start to the day here with rain at the Nürburgring. That's not a headline that will surprise many people. But after the... In fact, towards the end of the top 30 shootout the rain stopped and we've had a couple of little drizzly spells since then but nothing really heavy enough to wet the track the issue was that when they started it was damp and greasy and horrible and pretty much everybody except we think the number one Porsche in terms of the front teams the Porsche number one Porsche by the way had been put to the back of the front group because of a ride height infringements on Saturday and pretty much all of the other cars started on wet and it became obvious to some as early as the end of the warming up lap, the formation lap, that that wasn't going to work. So there was a good dozen or so dived into the pits at the end of the formation lap before they took the green flag. And then the rest of the guys began to peel off over the next four or so laps. And that's left us with a slightly fractured pit lane strategy map on the screen in front of Paul at the moment but it will come together for the run to the chequered flag it is just under now an hour and ten minutes and that is your fuel window so right now anybody that comes in will be making their last pit stop 
and good good news, bad news for Manti. I was suggesting that uh, the number one, uh, he is going to have to make another pit stop because he is on his out lap now. This is his first lap across the line since making his pit stop. Uh, so he was going to need another splash of fuel before the end of the race, I'm quite sure, for the number one uh, Manti Porsche. Crosses the line in eighth place now. Um, leaves Earl Bamba, who he was fighting with, remember, in the 911 car. That's still running in fourth place because uh, Earl Bamba will be out for at least another lap yet. In fact, two laps yet before the 911 car comes in for fuel. But uh, yes, we, so we are in that uh, final refueling window now when uh, the time taken in the pits is not dependent on the length of sint you've just done, but is dependent on the number of minutes to the end of the race. And that uh, is a sliding scale. Uh, which starts at, um, say, 69 minutes uh, at 206 seconds. Uh, And then every minute that goes down gives you between two and three seconds shorter pit stop. Uh, So by the time you get to eight minutes, eight and a half minutes, which is a lap, uh, then that winds down... um, to about 20 seconds per lap of extra, uh, 20 to 25 seconds per lap of uh, extra time that you have to spend in the pits for every um, extra lap you spend out on the circuit towards the end of the race. The other thing you have to do, of course, is to make sure that you put in enough fuel to get you to the end of the race. And... That can also sometimes be a challenge at the end of the race. You sort of think, oh, we won't have to put all the fuel in. We can run him a bit lighter. Don't want to be carrying around fuel unnecessarily. And then you suddenly find that you have to do an extra lap because the race doesn't end. At well, and there's the, the problem. That the race runs, runs until the leader crosses the line at the end of six hours. And if he crosses the line at five hours and 59 minutes and 59 seconds, everybody has to go on and do another lap. And we've seen that before, haven't we, John? And we've seen uh, that cause people problems before, Paul. uh, Indeed so. So, uh, remember Michael Schrei once in a VLN race, having to push his car across the line in uh, what was uncharacteristically Nürburgring heat um, because he'd run out of fuel. Well, that might be a problem for the race, of course, in June. Uh, Uncharacteristic Nürburgring heat? Yes. Fingers crossed. We eh? haven't had a hot one at the Nürburgring for quite a wee while. I shall take the sun cream just in case, shall I? There was that year that the hybrid Porsche nearly won. uh, And then the Ferrari on... uh, Whose tyres was that on? It was on on Hancock's, wasn't it? Yes. We'd been at the... I think we'd been at an ILMC or a WEC race the week before at Spa. I remember driving down in my 911. And... Uh, that's 10 years ago now, I've just realised. Um, as I said that, because we just moved into the house. We spent the first four weeks away <laughs> after we'd moved into the house. Here's the leader in the pits. So taking the first opportunity then, with an hour and six minutes to go, to dive into the pit lane and fill and go to the end from here. New set of tyres, would, one would presume as well. This is going to be over three minutes of a pit stop then. Three minutes and 13 seconds required in the pits. And Jesse Cron getting back into the car. Has John, John done a double there? No. Or, no, so singles all the time for that car. Yes. Right, OK. No need to panic, as you see it. Over three minutes, it'll have to wait. So Pittard's going to go through. Twice. 
before he pits. Right. He'll only get yeah, he'll only get through now and get into the lead, and then uh, the Rover car will be on its way. But in the meantime, we'll also have into the pits not this lap, but the next lap. Uh, third place car, ninety-eight, Connor de Filippi. The you know, he's he's already done it. Uh, oh no, sorry, who's that? Seventeen. That's Marcus Paltala coming out. Yes. So he's just got back on the lead lap, I think. Yes, that will be. That's the Mercedes from. Uh, the get speed team, correct um, correct so there's the change of lead with David Pittard going through in the blue BMW the 101 car De Filippi goes across the line now in the 98 he will get one more lap and then he will be coming in for his pit stop. So next time around, we'll get 98 coming in, 911, who is next across the line. That's Earl Bamba with the Manti Porsche. And 31, uh, Roman Duma, who's also in a Porsche, but that's the Fricadelli Correct. Porsche. Uh, he'll be coming in as well. So those three cars will all be coming in at the same time for the same length of pit stop, yeah. except for the fact that Conor de Filippi has this minute and 30 seconds penalty to absorb. So uh, he's going to lose second uh, sorry he'll lose third place for sure as a result oh, yes. of that and may will, will probably use fourth place as well to the Fricadelli Porsche well he's only uh, 30 seconds ahead of Bamba yeah uh, Dumas yet to come through let's wait for him it's about a minute and 25 seconds is it? so it's going to be uh, touch and go for that uh, position well Assenheim is not that far behind Dumas either in the number six AMG GT3, so he's only he was only eight seconds the last time around, so that could develop into a bit of a scrap. Uh, still waiting for Dumat to come through in the previous generation of GT3R. Now the. Kitty Golf just being lapped by the new leader. Did notice that their team manager was asked to go and see the clerk of the course a little bit earlier on. I think it's the 91 car from memory. Oh, back of the net. Right. We have a BMW, a Rover Racing BMW, leaving the pit lane. Uh, Dumas has gone through. And it was... Dumas was a further minute and three seconds behind Bamba. So uh, it's a minute and three and 30. Yeah, you you spot on, minute and 33. It's, uh, as I say, it's going to be be very tight indeed between De Filippi and Dumas. Um, The one condition I'll put on that is um, I think I'm right in that De Filippi, that that 98 Rover BMW, hasn't already taken this penalty. The penalty has uh, definitely been assessed and it's come up on the screen as being a penalty. Um, But I think I'm right in saying that it hasn't yet been taken. Um, We don't get all of the pit stop times. at the moment um, just have a quick look see if we can get them but uh, I uh, as a result of that I don't always know whether penalties have been taken well if you are just joining us wherever you are in the world thanks for your company live sound and vision as we Uh, head towards the last hour of racing. 
and still some pit stops to go. So you, if you are just joining us, you've come in at exactly the right time because the crucial points of this race will be the last pit stop and then the run to the line. Everybody's pit stop sequence is coming together. And we've got a BMW festival at the front of the field with two Rover BMWs and the meat in their sandwich well, the meat in their bread, should I say, is the one-on-one Valkenhorst car. And that is going to be a very, very interesting run to the line. Yes, and, uh, it's going to depend a little bit on uh, the relative lap times between Jesse Crone and let's assume it's Christian Cronjes getting back into the wheel, uh, into the car for Valkenhorst Motorsport. Um, and we're just going to have to uh, see what those lap times are, how they compare one to the other. Uh, very much a battle between those two, though. Right. Um, and then... Uh, third place should be inherited by Manti Porsche. They'll be they'll take that I would say uh, third place if they can get uh, Earl Bamba uh, or rather whoever will take the 911 car over and uh, then it'll be the battle for apart from the battle for the lead the other one to watch as they go towards the end of the race is going to be between the 98 Rover Racing BMW and the Frickadelli Porsche car number 31 and that is all to come in the final hour of the Total ADAC Nürburgring 24-hour qualifying race, which is live, and the run to the flag starts right now. This is RS1, part of the Radio Show Limited network. So BMW's first to third, then two Porsches, Mercedes, Porsche, Glickenhaus, Audi now in the top nine with a great fight back from Marcel Fesler. And there's a GT3R in the top 10 as well. And that is the number 38, Christian Menzel at the wheel of that KCMG car. Then the Ferrari number 11. Behind that, Maxi Book is behind the wheel of the number 3, Black Falcon Mercedes AMG GT3. Then Timo Scheider for Schnitzer BMW, the 42 car with the damaged right front. And the tape on it. And he's having a bit of a battle at the moment with Maxi Book in the green Mercedes-Benz just ahead of him at the Dunlop curve at the bottom of the Grand Prix circuit at the moment. Then it's the second of the Phoenix Audis, the number five car. Then 15th is Klaus Abelin in the Frickadelli Porsche, number 30. He's just come into the pits. Lamborghini, the Conrad car, 16th for the seven car. Then the other Nissan, the 39 in 17th. Marcus Paltala in 18th. Then Dirk Werner for Porsche, number 44. The Falcon car in 19th. And the top 20 is another Nismo. Mitsunori-san behind the 45 car wheel. Just mentioned Dominic Farnbacher just outside the top 20 in the Lexus, by the way. In 21st position. Yeah, that's a good run as the Lexus, yeah. isn't it? So, uh, yes, we've been crediting the uh, the Nissan well, uh, before we leave the Japanese. The uh, Lexus has a good, uh, good run as well thus far. So 
So waiting for David Pittard to come up across the line to complete his 34th lap. And in so doing, uh, he'll take the lead of the race again. Mm. A race lead that uh, over the 34 laps, two, three, four. the tenth change of lead right um in a six-hour race and as i say he's considering he only changed the lead only when he crossed the lap uh, across the line at the end of a lap in 34 laps have 10 changes of lead an indication of how close this is but also an indication of how the uh the race complexion changes because of the length of time cars have to spend in the pits uh, just seeing this from get speed performance Marcus Paltala staying in the car. We saw him coming out. Uh, so fuel and tyres, full concentration until checkered flag. What? Because there hasn't been up until now. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Uh, top 10 still possible, they say, for that 17 car. 19th at the moment. There are people to stop ahead of him. So with Marcus in the car, never want to give anything less than 100%. Might say the same about Marcel Fesler. Now, has Fesler got a pit stop to make, or is he done now? Can he go at the end, do we think, Paul? Uh, so, Fesler can't In the four? four. Uh, no, he will need a yeah. pit stop. Yeah. In fact, it's he'll be in... End of this last... No. Yes, 35. End of lap 35, he'll make it to. Okay. Um, so, so, he's currently coming up to the end of lap 34. This lap plus another. Okay. So but that's going to probably stay in the car. I don't think they'll. No, no, I almost certainly. Right now, here is the pit stop penalty for Conor De Filippi as he comes into the pit lane to start uh, to take his his final pit stop, and coming right in behind him is a Porsche, and that's the Manti car. I suspect is that Pele? Uh, no, that'll be Earl Bamba. Right, making uh, his final stop. Yes. So, so he's ahead of him. So he's ahead of him in the pit lane. As a result of this penalty, because normally, because the uh, BMW's pit stop time doesn't start until he gets to um, the, uh, the pit box. So this penalty, I said it would cost him third place. The car to look out for now is whether the Frickadelli uh, Porsche, which will also be coming in, manages to get past. Now, we calculated it, wasn't it? It was going to be about three or four seconds. The Frickadelli car will go past and then the BMW will be released. It's tight. It's going to be tight. It's Very tight. tight indeed. So, no doubt... That Bamba, Bamba's already being serviced, and his pit stops time. This is a long haul. Five, four, three, two, one. Stop sign is lifted, and he trundles down the pit lane. And so far, Roman Dumas with the Frickadelli Porsche hasn't come into the pit. Uh, he's into the pits now. Right. So pit entry now. Very close indeed, as we said it would be. So that's going to be a proper battle. Uh, wow, 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 wow. So the BMW dominance broken at the top now with Earl Bamber in third position. And Romain Dumas to... to the pit lane for his final stop. So the 99... Has made its final stop. Well, I think he's driven straight out. 
I don't think he went to his pit. Oh, of course, of course. Yes, the 99 has made his final stop. That was Felipe. I was looking at the Crone car. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Felipe is still in the pit lane. Of course he is. So Connor will just be absolutely fuming from the every... There'll be steam <laughs> pouring from every orifice. Um, every place where steam can... can uh can steam from it will be steaming from there it will be um, yeah i just wonder whether conor de Philippe is going to stay behind the wheel or whether they're going to uh, put tom blomqvist back in the car i think blomqvist got the fastest lap of uh, the race well quiet yes um it's uh, nice to have the choice isn't it conor uh, de Philippe has done his stint and now tom blomqvist uh, having done the first stint may be available to do uh, the final stint of the race uh, David Pittard, who will be in next time around, will almost certainly be handing the car over to Christian Cronyers. Uh, the 911 car, which uh, was brought in by El Bamba, has been taken out again by Laurence Van Tour. Right. Uh, and the other question mark then is what will happen to... Yeah, Conor de Filippi will be yeah, handing that car over probably. Well, well, we'll see. Cross the line. The... Porsche, number one of Patrick Peelet, now in sixth position, but we believe that car is going to have to make a splash close to the end. Maybe, literally, a lap from the end. It, it's the best time. It's the best time to make the stop because uh, you can. Um if you do make the stop at the last minute, then it's a very short stop and all you mm. need is the splash of fuel. I doubt they'll need tyres. They won't need to do a driver change. It'll just be a splash of fuel and on his way. He's um, just ahead of the 7.05. Simonson in that car. Again, this is a good run for Glickenhaus. They'll be really pleased with this. They've been a top 10 contender on pace all day. They may have dropped out with the pit stop uh, circulation and cycle, but that put that aside, that car has had one spin and that cost it about maybe half a minute, maybe 45 seconds down at turn one. But that's it. Yes, it does have to make more frequent stops uh, is the only thing I'd say. It's only been doing sevens, hasn't it? Uh, It's only been doing seven laps on every stint. Mm. So um, over the course of six hours, that's a disadvantage. But over the course of uh, a full 24, uh, then it's going to have an even bigger impact. So that car, just as the number one car, they both have to make another pit stop. But the number one car's final pit stop will be later than the 705s. Just looking to who might get themselves in at the end. They might yet have a Ferrari. The number 11 car. Not sure that's made its last stop yet. Uh, it's just done its last stop. Right, OK. So, well, uh, that might that might be on for a top 10. It's, But its position on the screen is a false one because that's showing ah. its position before the pit stop has Got come yet. through. So uh, it's on 33 laps still, waiting to come through to complete 34 laps. So it will slip outside the top 10. Um, the Black Falcon number three is the one most likely to gain to get into the top 10. Hello to James, who's just tweeted, go Glickenhouse 705. <laughs> yeah. Stop using the fuel so quickly. Mm. Um, that's, as I say, the uh, only thing that has uh, held it back has been the shortest mm. stints. Final pit stop for the CHR from Toyota Gazoo Racing Thailand. Also for the 
number 42, Schnitzer BMW. Timo Scheider in the car. That's his sixth trip into the pit lane. They'll put the dolly jacks underneath it to spin it around. Yes, that car, um, as a result of those six pit stops, a little bit further back than I thought it was going to be because uh, clearly the car is good. It's a BMW. Um, Even with one eye. <laughs> but it's not... Uh, Yes, it, it was that damage, wasn't it? That was yeah. the extra pit stop, Correct. Um, which Timo Scheider did on his outlap. Um, and yes, that was what uh, then meant that it spent longer in the pits and uh, is still on the lead lap, but has uh, fallen out of the top 10. Might sneak back into the top 10 again as well. Uh, no, he's going to drop down with that pit stop, I isn't think he? Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah, exactly. car that uh, is likely to be able to uh, get itself into the top 10 is going to be the Nissan uh, currently being shown in 15th place um, but with cars ahead of it making stops I think the Nissan 39 uh, the 38 car is in the top 10 39, well, maybe it'll make the top 12 but uh, uh, I think KCMG could be quite happy with uh, their race thus far As we wait for David Pittard to come through, he does now. So that's David's. Uh, David stay behind the wheel. Oh no, David. Sorry, David Pittard hasn't made his pit stop yet, has he? So Pitt, Pittard in now Correct. in the leading car, and he is out of the car, and so that must be Christian Krongius getting in. And a good look under the left rear. There's been a little bit of side to side contact there. I think we saw that early on, didn't we? Coming through the uh, Tiergarten area. And what we have to watch out for now is, because now the race is on, this stop is a shorter stop, remember, for Pittard to Cronje's. And what we need to watch out for is where that car comes out of the pits relative to where the 98 uh, BMW. Yeah. Still, we are told, with Connor de Filippi. So they did leave Connor at the wheel. Uh, so Connor de Filippi will be coming through. And if he comes through, we'll be taking the lead of the race where do I have him on the tracker? I don't even have him on the Dottinger Hoa yet. No, he's nowhere near. So coming... Oh, now he is. ...onto the Dottinger Hoa now. So he's yeah. near. But as I say, this is a shorter pit stop for the Valkenhorst BMW. 47 minutes to go. Crucial part of the race here. Qualifying race. Six hours could distill down to the next minute and a half or so for the Valkenhorst BMW in the pit lane at the moment. On a timed pit stop. Just coming up to quarter past five at the Nürburgring. Still a little bit of watery sunshine. Here comes De Filippi into Tiergarten now. He's had a clear run through the twisties and onto the Grand Prix circuit. Has the 101 left yet? It is still in the pit lane. It is still in the pit lane. This is the lead changing, I think, Paul. It's down off its jacks now, and it's going to be passed. It's passed right now. He's not even to pit exit. That's nowhere near as close as I thought it would be. It's not. No, so uh, it was a good, uh, good couple outlap. of laps yeah. uh, from, uh, Chris, uh, from Jesse Crone, isn't it, in the 99 Ah, uh, sorry, they did car. change, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Jesse Crone is now at the wheel of yeah. the 99 car, and uh, we need to take a gap. Uh, it's not that much. It's maybe 15 seconds, the uh, gap first to second. Well, 
Rover Racing will not be happy about that. Now, who did they put in that car? It says Cronius. Yeah, Christian Cronius got yeah. into the Valken horse car. Into the... Uh, uh, it's, so, so who's got into the... So we put Christian Cronus has, has got into to the, the Falcon, Falcon horse car. car. Jesse Crone, Jesse Crone has, is in is in the yes. uh, the Rover car. Yeah, and in the '98 car, Conor de Filippi has stayed in that car, but right. has lost uh, third, third place. place to Lawrence Van Tour in the Manti Porsche. Correct. But we don't think he's lost fifth place to Matty Campbell, who's now at the wheel of the number 31 Frickadelli Porsche. So it's BMW, BMW, Porsche, BMW, Porsche, the top five. Yeah. So Valkenhorst, sorry, will be disappointed with that. The guys at Rover Racing will be delighted. That must have been a cracking couple of outlap and first flyer for Christian Cronius. Because he has really, really torn into that gap. He's on the Hatson back now. Let's see if we can get a, an idea of the time. Yes, I, I estimated at about 15 seconds. So uh, there's 45 minutes of the race still to go. And 15 seconds over 45 minutes. That's no, nothing. Is, it's certainly not impossible. But the beauty of it is, to my mind, John, is that it's all going to be about the racing on the track. It's all going to be about the driver's performance in very similar cars, even though we think they might have different bonnets. So the first five cars we reckon have made their final pit stops. Uh, no, because oh no, Pele is Pele, uh, uh, and and Andreas Simonsen. Oh yes, yes, of course they've they've moved up into that. Yes, so both the Glickenhaus and the Manti Porsche from fourth and fifth places have another stop to make. Uh, although the Manti Porsche is perilously close to being able to go to the full six hours without another stop, but I don't think he's quite going to be able to make it. That will enable Connor de Filippi in the ninety-eight Correct. car. Uh, the rover, the other rover car, to get back into fourth place. He definitely has made his final stop, as has Matt Campbell in the 31 Frickadelli Porsche. And De Filippi is ahead of Matt Campbell. He's just crossed the line now, and we're still waiting for the red-white Frickadelli car to come across the line. And there he goes. It's 24 seconds. Uh, oh, the fact it was Christian Menzel that went across the line in the Nissan. Uh, ahead of Matt Campbell. So he's another couple of seconds back. So that's 26 seconds. The Nissan then headed for the pit lane, though. Right, okay. Car. Okay. Yeah, I'll buy that. Then Patrick Assenheim has gone through in ninth. He's another 12 seconds further back from Campbell. Then another 14 seconds back is Maxi Pook. In the second of the dark green, he's come into the pits as well, as is Assenheimer. Second of the dark green, black Fulton cars. So Marcel Fesler, if he doesn't come in this time around, is going to be back in the top ten. I suspect he's going into the pits. That Number 100, Total Quartz sponsored car. Uh, 23rd position. Sorry, Assenheimer and Pitlet, Book yeah. both staying out. No, no, that's that's the AP, um, that's the pit lane exit oh, line. yes, of course. Uh, Sorry, that's got me out before. So I was just giving his practice to see for the 24, because we'll get the same timing system for the 24 hours. Oh, joy. <laughs> You'd like that. 
Well, so Peele now scored in fifth position, but too close for comfort on fuel, surely. Uh, yes, I think that's right. Um, I mean, what uh, what might happen, uh, and Mantai will be hoping for this, is that there's some uh, code 60 zones yeah. or some yellow flag zones which yeah. enable them to slow down, uh, save some fuel, and uh, that's where you can save uh, save a bit of fuel if uh, the circuit goes yellow, uh, get off the gas and uh, save a bit of fuel and that may just give him enough to go the extra lap because uh, quite literally for the number one Porsche it's only one extra lap worth of fuel that he needs whereas Andreas Simonson in the number 705's Glickenhaus the SCG does need um, probably three laps worth of fuel so uh, he's definitely going to need to come in To anybody who's thinking well why wouldn't they just stop anywhere and, and they know they've got to put it in now in the Glicken House. Why would you just stop anywhere? The answer is they've got track position right now. And that's fine if all things remain equal. But it's the Nürburgring. It's the Nordschleife. It's the Green Hell. Anything could happen. There well, could be a snowstorm on the other side of the track well, and it could get stopped 10 minutes the, early. The, the other reason for doing it is the pit stop time. The minimum pit stop time is entirely dependent on how long there is to go in the race. Right. So even if you only put in three litres of fuel, the fact that you've come in with 40 minutes of the race remaining good point. means that you have to stop for whatever the table says for 40 minutes of the race remaining. So that's why, in a sense, there's nothing clever you can do with the no, strategy. You might as well go. Because the table drives the strategy for yes. you yeah got you so you go as long into the race as you possibly can and take the shortest stop you can at the end um, ideally one lap away from the finish and um, because uh, the race only ends when the race leader crosses the line at the end of six hours we're actually uh, I said we might get to uh, 40 laps I think we're definitely no question we're going to hit 40 laps now uh, despite those windscreen wipers. Uh, It's dry, it's sunny, there's no rain. Um, So uh, we're definitely going to get to 40 laps. You might even just stretch to 41 laps before the end of this one. Uh, And as I say, that is definitely going to mean that the um, Manti portion number one is going to have to stop for that uh, extra splash of fuel before the end. Didn't want to do that, did I? <laughs> the uh, Christian Krongy is then coming on to the Dottingerhoa. Uh, just switch back to that and see how he is getting on. Yeah, coming on to the Dottingerhoa. So Krongy uh, has made his final pit stop. He'll be into uh, the Dottingerhoa, but behind uh, Jesse Crone. And Cronjes has made up a couple of tenths on this lap, but not much more than that. And so uh, it's Jesse Crone leading the way. Cronjes in second, then about uh, a minute back to Lawrence Van Tour in third place with the Manti Porsche number 911. And then just looking back, 36, yes, coming into the pits this time, although he's been shown in fourth place. Andreas Simpson will be coming in with the 
SCG number 705, but uh, nevertheless, they'll have taken some screenshots of that car showing in fourth place on the screens. Um, but then he'll uh, have to slow again before the... Uh, he'll have to come into the pits then at the end of this lap. Um, there's a code 60 down at Brunchen, uh, and oh. that may be good news for Mantai because that will enable Patrick Pile to save a little bit of fuel. But uh, no, he's not going to be able to go. He'll, the most he'll be able to do is nine laps. will take him up to 40. Um, and as I say, at the moment, we're looking like we're going to hit 41 laps. The gap first to second, 8.7 seconds. I said it was going to be Whoa. 15. It's come down to 8.7. So Christian Cronjes... He can smell this one. It's the battle of the two Ks. Jesse Crone against Christian Cronjes. Jesse Crone at the wheel of the Rover Racing BMW number 99. And Christian Cronjes 101's dark blue Falkenhorst entered BMW 101. Just 8.7 seconds behind, John. Yeah, traffic giveth, traffic taketh away, of course. And always difficult for the leader to know what to do if you're in second position you're pushing how many chances do you take as the leader you do not want to have an issue I tell you what that bonnet is separating again at the front of the lead car there's a little bit of black tape on it but it has definitely it is far more prominent the gap between the grill surround and the top of the headlights and the bonnet itself I just wonder if that car's had a little bit of contact yes. at some point. Come just up ran up the back of someone, yeah. Just rubbed up against somebody. Very good and point. Get, letting a little bit of air get in there. And, of course, apart from that uh, disturbing the airflow over the windscreen, it's also going to be uh, lifting, affecting the cooling uh, and possibly uh, straining the hinges. But on the right front of the... No, nothing. Stay out. Bit of tape over the right headlight, I think, on that car as well. And 35 minutes to go. What drama is yet to play out at the front of the field? Krun versus Kronjes. And uh, sectors will be worth looking at here then. As they go through. Meanwhile, into the pits comes uh, the Glickenhaus, 705, making... Uh, what will be its final pit stop? You'll be able to get to the end from here. So nothing between them in the opening sectors. If anything, Cronjes took a little bit out. Took about a second out in sector two, half a second in sector one. That's what can happen around here. I'm intrigued, Paul. <laughs> yes, it's... Uh, it's, uh, it's now just waiting for them to trip the timing beams. Yeah, the, the sector sector 5 and sector 7, the long ones, yeah. uh, the new sector that's been inserted, a uh, relatively short sector in sector 6, is uh, that element of the circuit that goes down to uh, the Ardenauer Bridge. And... Uh, Love that part of the track. Is... Uh, 
yeah, and then goes from Birdwork. The, the sector starts literally at the Ardenauer Bridge uh, and goes up as far as Klostertal. So relatively short, but uh, quite a good, and it'd be interesting to compare these, it's quite a good indicator uh, of sheer grunt because you're pretty much flat out, but going uphill as well. Yeah. Uh, just for the sake of probity, by the way, the Porsche was a minute and 46 behind in third position 53 seconds ahead of its teammate and just looking at the gap between the Philippi in the 98 the penalized uh, rover racing bmw and the fricadelli porsche uh, that's 30 seconds Half a so, minute, yeah. uh, that's a lot bigger than we thought it was going to be um, and quite sure why that might have been because uh, matt campbell uh, lapping uh, Although, no, actually, uh, Matt did lose four seconds on that last lap Correct. to Connor de Philippi. Connor's probably just got his gander up and he's uh, um, wringing the neck of the uh, BMW. It might not have been his penalty that he had to serve, I of course. I think it probably was, actually. Oh, do I mean, you? It came up whilst he was in the car. Um, right. So, uh, uh, not that... Yellow flag infringement, I think. It was a yellow flag yeah. infringement, that's right. Uh, what wasn't stated was whether it was speed in a slow zone or um, overtaking. But uh, in any event, uh, it, was, it came up whilst Connor was in the car. Coming down the last half an hour, Paul Truswell, John Hindorf, and you. Uh, surely not the name of a television programme. So 8.7 seconds was the gap first a second at the beginning of the lap. Lawrence Van Tour at the wheel of the Manti Porsche 911 in number 911. It's a Porsche 911 in third place, uh, albeit nearly two minutes behind in third place uh, and very nearly a minute ahead of its sister car, the number one Manti Porsche. But that we think is going to need another stop for fuel before the end of the race. In fifth place on the screen, but not in reality, is the 705 SCG Glickenhaus. Frank Mayer has taken over the wheel of that car, but uh, I say the real, he, he's re in reality uh, dropped back because he's just literally oh. just taken over the wheel of that car. Fesler off. To ninth. Fesler off on the Grand Prix circuit. I think just coming out of Dunlop, heading back up the hill. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Pushing too hard through the Schumacher S now. Hasn't lost too much time. So this the warm-up, if you will, for the total 24 hours, ADSC 24 hours of the Nürburgring. We'll be there from Wednesday, midweek motorsport from there on Wednesday. That's normally our week after Le Mans, but we'll be uh, putting a special programme in there. We'll take the weekend off, the week off after that. Well, some of the team will. I'm actually <laughs> flying to Watkins Glen that day. So, no peace for the righteous. For anyone. <laughs> yeah, well, indeed. Uh, new location for us uh, with Aston Martin again this year. And thanks to Aston Martin and Aston Martin Racing for continuing their commitment to full live coverage. Also, we're doing it from Le Mans. Yes. <laughs> yes, we're doing it from Gaydon. No, no, we're not. Although, with everybody not there, that might not be the worst choice. We could possibly get away with some goodies, like a car age. Yep, we are, in a, we are going back to our original location in the tower with Aston Martin this year. 
So that's going to be a bit of fun. Uh, thanks to Aston, as I say, for thanks to Aston Martin for continuing to support the live coverage. And the majority again will be in sound and vision. And we'll have coverage of all of the sessions, at least in audio. So that's the week after Le Mans, 24 hours. Get that one in your diary from Wednesday onwards. Cron coming through to click off another lap. Now here's, here's another uh, thing for us to uh, start doing the sums on John um, uh, and that is Jesse Crone leads the race uh, he is currently on his 37th lap um, he has fuel to get him to the end of lap 40 uh -oh. he has time to get to the end of lap 41 so ah. this is an issue for uh, Jesse Crone because he's going to come through uh, a complete 40 laps before the six hours is up um, and the problem is that the squeeze is on behind him yeah. because Christian Cronje's behind him uh, has only is only five seconds adrift now um, and so he's going to push him uh, and he's going to end up pushing him across the line before the six hours is up so uh, this is a problem not only because of the gap that back for Jesse Crone um, and even though you were right when you said that Falkenhorst might have been disappointed that they came out that far behind it was about 10 seconds mm. when they came out of the pits but they've got the fuel aboard now and because it's dry um, and because the pace has been fairly fast towards the end of this race uh, I'm looking towards when the 40 uh, 40 laps is going to be up for the number 99 car and I think it's going to be before six hours of the race is up and that means that Jesse Crone is going to have to go on and do another lap which means that he's then going to have had to have done 30 oh no he'll do eight laps won't he yes yeah, so eight laps is okay so he should be okay yes yeah, so eight laps to 41 laps will be okay um uh, but it does mean that there's no question at all that the number one Pele Porsche, uh, the Mantai car, is going to have to go uh, in for some fuel. And the gap that he has is nothing at nothing all at because all. he's got uh, it's 8, 10, 13 seconds, uh, the gap back to Conor de Filippi. So uh, the penalised Rover BMW should be able to get back into fourth place. So losing uh, one place, but uh, the prospect that we were going to get of a BMW 123 uh, spoiled by the uh, uh, it's coming down. Uh, penalty. This leader, this lead coming down. Cronius is getting closer. He's taking another 1.2 seconds off in sector two, Paul. It was and only 5.8 at the line. And that's on the Grand Prix circuit. Yeah. So uh, we're going to have uh, nose to tail type running. And uh, Jesse Crone has to push on. Has to. 26 and a half minutes of the six hours to go. Bright sunshine on the Dotty Gehort. And again, with shadows on parts of the circuit in others, overcast. Here comes the number one car in for its pit stop, as Paul said it would have to. Taking it now. And I'm surprised. Yeah, that's only uh, six laps done. Yeah. But uh, 
as you say, takes it now. That means that with 25 minutes of the race still to go... Well, they're going to put a new set of tyres on. Uh, okay, maybe they've had a puncture as well. Well, no, I think they put a new set of tyres on just to soak the time up. 90 seconds in the pits, uh, says the table. A minute and a half for the number one car. That's a brand new set of Michelins going on there. And they can go... Now, that's pit to pit or standing still at your pit box. The 90 seconds. Pit uh, in to pit, pit out. Pit in to pit out. Yeah, they can go any time now. By the time they get out. They're making sure they're getting the fuel in. Past already has gone Matt Campbell in the Frickadelli Porsche. Car's uh, fired. Past also has gone Patrick Assenheimer in the Black Falcon Mercedes as has Maxi Book in the number three Black Falcon Mercedes. So both Black Falcons, six and three, both having gone past the Porsche. And now it leaves. No, I thought it was getting ready to go there. There's a little blip of the flat six. Now it leaves. Right, OK. So that's going to be a chase for Patrick Pilet. Uh In the meantime... Dear listener and viewer, let me give you the time gained. Said it was 1.2 seconds in sector two. It was two tenths of a second in sector three. Lost two tenths of a second in sector four in a nine and a half second sector. Then gained back seven tenths in sector five three tenths in sector six so it's getting interesting it's going to be somewhere in the region of four seconds if the progression doesn't change very much from now and we've got a long section still to come and a clear track as well no yellow flags being reported around the circuit so uh, uh, the only thing that's going to hold them up is going to be just meeting traffic at the wrong time where you can't overtake it but uh, a proper fight to the end of the race still with uh, 23 minutes to go Uh, that will translate into uh, three laps to go at the end of the one that they're currently on and better part of two minutes between those two BMWs and the Manti Porsche of Lawrence Van Tee with the 911 chasing them. Through goes the number 93 Audi, the multicoloured Bock car. Second place in TCR at the moment. They've driven into that. Still leading TCR is Peter Terting in the Hyundai i30N TCR, the number 170 car. Inside the top 30 for that car after six hours at the moment. Hyundai will be delighted with that. Absolutely delighted. Nice little battle going on at the bottom of the top 10 as well, John, between the Nissan and the Lamborghini. Yeah, uh, they've been together Christian, for a long time. Christian, Christian Jons at the wheel of the Nissan. He's in 10th place, uh, just six seconds ahead of Axel Jeffries, uh, just going through, starting another lap uh, in the Conrad Lamborghini. So uh, those two going well. Waiting for the race leaders to come uh, onto 
They're not quite through the final sector yet to come onto the dotting Ahura. Side by side action coming into the Tiergarten. Ferrari and Porsche. Nobody wanted to give way there. The Fricatelli car and the black Ferrari. That was all very, very close indeed as they go through. Now, was that even a battle for position? I'm not sure it was. It's down in the mid-20s, isn't it? So that will be... And that was the Octane car. I don't think that was a battle for position. Uh, the Octane car is in 24th yes, place. Yes, agreed. Um, but the um, it doesn't have a Fricadelli Porsche well, the, the, close to it. The, the nearest um, Porsche would be in, in 19th position, the number 30 car. Yeah, which is a lap... Uh, well, it's not even a lap ahead of it, so I think it must have been uh, Matt Campbell in the 31 car trying to put a lap on the Ferrari. Right. Um, well, so Matt will not be happy with that, because that, if that was the case... Matt, uh, yes, indeed. No, nah, it wasn't Matt, because he's not in the right part of the track. Ah, OK. So, yeah, it was It was the 30. OK. So what were they doing battling? Is there a lap between those two cars? Almost a lap. Don't understand that at all. That was bit. It was a Porsche being driven very determined, determinedly, and if that was, uh, it's Dirk Muller in that car, isn't it? Of the oh, hang on, which Muller is it? Is it? No, it's 30, not. It's, I think it's the Axel. Uh, it, uh, Alex. Muller. Alex Muller. Yes. Well, it was certainly being driven very determinedly not to be passed. That's a very high-speed entry into that part of the circuit. Battle for the lead. It's come together. Wasn't even the four seconds. The side-by-side -side on the Grand Prix circuit. And the Vulcan Horse Core, the dark blue machine, looking to the left, then to the right. Under 20 minutes to go at the Dunlop hairpin at the bottom of the Grand Prix circuit. And these two cars are battling for the lead after five hours and 40 minutes. And we know how important it is. I mean, you may say, oh, the Falcon Horse car is the one that's on the charge. But we know how important it is to make your overtaking move on the Grand Prix loop. Very difficult to get past if you've got a very similarly performing car anywhere around the Nordschleife itself. Uh, you've either got to do it coming out of Galgenkopf and get a run onto the hangers, uh, onto the Dottingerhoa, uh, the long straight, um, or do it where there's a bit more space for things to go wrong. And that's on the Grand Prix loop. Oh, into the chicane before going out onto the hats and back it'll be a defensive move I think Jesse Krohn two, T C two KROs here they've got traffic the Gazoo Racing CHR for a moment in the ways they drop onto the early part of the hats and back there's nothing between them. There is traffic in front of them. This is extraordinary stuff, Paul Trustwell. Tenth of a second separated them as they crossed the line at the beginning of the lap. Uh, in terms of their sector times through the first two sectors of the circuit, it was less than a tenth of a second separating them. They're just driving around nose to tail. Now, this is where what you said earlier on in regard to Rahel Frey, John, is absolutely right because Christian Kronjes has to be very careful here. Doesn't get too close to the car in front of him because all of a sudden he'll find himself just taking an extra extra inch and that will mean that he bonks into a curb or something like that and that's where you have to be so careful when you're following a car as closely as Christian Cron is, is following Jesse Crone at the moment yeah people might say these GT cars don't really have enough aero I'll tell you they do they certainly do 
Lexus coming through to finish its lap as the leaders go out onto the Nordschleifer and out of our coverage area. So we'll watch it now through the benefit of the split times. It's been a good run for the Lexus. I think they'll be reasonably happy with that. 25th and leading SP Pro in that RC uh, LC should I say it's the number 56 car that we're talking about really persevered down through the years Lexus I wonder what we might see from them there's a new Supra of course which is a platform share with BMW and the new Z4, and the Z, old Z4, there's one still running here, and that was exceptionally competitive in the hands of a quick driver earlier on. Sitting in 23rd position, that car. And the new Supra um, is the, uh, the hardtop version of the of the car. The BMW, I think, is the, the, there isn't a, a convertible Supra. Uh, the there's, there's, the something, there's something about the Lexus, though, John, that I just find it's got it's got too many angles. There's too <laughs> many corners. There's, I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's aerodynamically efficient and everything, but uh, I don't know. There just seems to be um, a lot of extra bits and pieces, um, which ultimately means there's more bodywork on it, which means that it's a heavier car than it needs to be if it would be smoother. Um, so, uh, I mean... Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but I just don't find it a terribly attractive-looking car. No, I know exactly what you mean, as they've got leaders coming, or leading cars coming through them. That was spotted. That's the 98 car of the Rover Racing Car of Conor de Filippi. It's just gone through. What I would say is Toyota and Lexus have persevered with the Nürburgring, and I, and I, I hope that with the, the new Supra coming online... There's an opportunity for a GT4 or GT3 version. I'd really like to think they'd build a GTE version, but I don't think they will. And go up to Le Mans. Uh, but then again, there's nothing else for them at Le Mans at the moment. If the hybrid uh, cars... Uh, well, they've committed to one more year next year, haven't they? 19 and 20 with the TSO 50 at the front of the field. But then, who knows after that? And... You know, we've said this before in other coverage. It's worthwhile seeing here that the Toyota LMP1 hybrid programme isn't paid for by a marketing budget. It's paid for by road car R&D. And that's, I think, unique in the automotive industry. So, clearly, Toyota see the importance of putting their cars out on the racetrack and their technology out on the racetrack the, the point w would be the point I'm trying to make in a very long-winded way I'm afraid is do do they think they will get the dividend of racing a road car that is already produced and what do you learn from it I, I think the answer must be yes you do you learn all kinds of things because you're, you're dealing with the same basic box mm. uh, as you're running in the road um, so you know you're racing and, and inevitably you'll find things that get put under strain um, that won't get put under strain necessarily or you won't know about so uh, no I mean I, I, I agree I mean I think uh, Toyota um, Lexus does have uh, 
something to do in GT racing, whichever form that might take. Um, I mean, fascinating to see the CHR out there, which is another example of a bodywork that has just got too much of it somehow. You know, you want to just take a, you want to take a, a, a sandpaper to it somehow and uh, get rid of some of it. Um, We've got this battle coming down the Dottinger again, uh, John. Yes. The, uh, the, this Ferrari and the uh, Fricadelli Porsche. I just wonder, um, let's see if we can pick it out where it is on the screen, um, but I just wonder if it's a glitch on timing because one of them has been assessed a penalty or something like that. Right, I think that, well, I think they're battling for 19th and 20th uh, and I think the 11 car is now ahead okay, yep. of... It, that'll be the 30 car rather yeah. than the 31 yeah, so, so that was a battle for position it's the Ferrari that's now it's still showing 24th there but I've got another screen that's showing that differently meantime the leaders are on the Dottinger Hall and it's as you were with the Rover racing car still leading the white, yellow and dark grey machine ahead of the dark grey mainly very dark blue Valkenhorst BMW, BMW in second position into Tiergarten maybe a couple of seconds between them now with 12 and a half minutes to go certainly more than there was on the previous oh, lap, yes. isn't it John and uh, again an indication of how important it is to if you get a chance to overtake you've got to take the chance because you might not get another Yes, Kron's got some traffic ahead of him ironically it's a BMW from a lower class did notice the back end of the Rover car moving around. And do my eyes deceive me? Or is that boot, that bonnet lid on the right-hand side just starting to move again and show a little bit more of a gap than it was? And here is the chance again into the first part of the lap. They're almost overlapping. They are overlapping. The Vulcan horse car is alongside. It's got the nose ahead, but there's traffic. It's gone through. It's gone through in the kink going down the hill. And the lead has changed. Came from a long way back. But Christian Cronjes has done a cracking job. I just wonder if he'd lulled the leader, Jesse Cron, into a false sense of security because he was a good couple of seconds away across the line. Well, it's as they came to the line, should I say, and then he just seemed to find another gear. He, he did, didn't he? He got straight line speed, not going down the Dottinger so much as coming out of Tiergarten across the start-finish line. Uh, but Cronjes had thought about that. He'd worked out on the previous lap, I think. Uh, I know what to do here. I don't need to do it on this lap. I need to do it on the next lap. But Cronjes had worked out how he was going to push his nose up alongside as they went uh, through the the S's going down towards the Dunlop curve, got himself on what seemed for a moment to be the wrong side uh, of the Rover car because he was kind of on the outside of the circuit as they went down the hill. But going into the left-hander, he had to make it work. And as you rightly said, there was traffic ahead of him uh, and that could have scuppered the whole thing. But uh, obviously the guy had his uh, wits about him, whoever it was, got out of the way. Uh, and that has allowed Cronjes to open up already a gap of a couple of lengths as they head into the Hatson back. I can't see Jesse Crone coming back at this one, I'm afraid, John. But who no. knows? We've still got two laps to go. Well, this lap plus another uh, 10 minutes. They're going to get to the end of this lap. Uh, and then they're going to have to go out and do another lap before the end of the race. Now... There's no question mark over Cronjes uh, and the Vulcan horse. That, that car's got plenty of time and plenty of speed, yep. correct? Yeah, and yeah. plenty of, plenty uh, of fuel. fuel, yeah. Yeah. 
So um, it was a, it was an amazing run out of the first part of the Grand Prix circuit. I mean, it was alongside before that left hand kink, and I think there might have been a little hip check there, but Jesse Cron realised that the the goose was well and truly cooked. There was another BMW that was ahead of him, and the Valkenhorst guys will have been delighted to have seen that. That muted celebration, muted celebrations. <laughs> it was almost like they knew it was going to happen, wasn't it? There, but uh, anyway, it's a great, uh, great driving, from Christian Cron. You just have to say, good driving as well, though, from Jesse Cron because oh, he yes. could have made, um, he could have made a mess of that and they had them both off. But uh, Jesse Cron um, drove it sensibly. But the way that Cronjes disappeared once they went around the second part of the Grand Prix circuit um, meant that as they went into the hats and back Cronjes had already put a car between a, a back marker admittedly between himself and Jesse Crone third place has already gone through that's Lawrence Van Tour in the Manti Porsche he's uh, on to his 40th lap and even though the uh, time is ticking away, he's going to have another two laps to do as well. Uh, Conor de Filippi still at the wheel of the 98. He's got back into fourth place, as we thought he would, but he's a minute adrift of the Manti Porsche, um, but well clear of, uh, Conor de, of uh, Matt Campbell in the number 31 Fricadelli Porsche. There's uh, nearly 30 seconds of a gap between De Filippi and Matt Campbell. Well, all that was going on, by the way, in the last few laps, and I can't tell you when now, but Paul will be able to. We have got a new fastest lap of the race, and it goes to the Octane 126 Ferrari with an 8.18.195. That's a good couple of, well, it's a full second quicker than Valkenhorst has gone. Uh, everybody else in the 20s and further down. So I'm not sure when that came for that car or who did it. What was the number? Of the, uh, uh, the 55 Ferrari. 55. Yeah. Well, that's the SPX second place car with the ah, pit lane. Into the pit lane for Maxi Book in the green Black Falcon AMG GT. It was Simon Trummer who ah, did it. Doesn't surprise um, me. This, this is eight eighteen one nine five. I take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, Simon Trummer who did it, and it was on his last lap uh, into the pit lane. So n- normally a, wow. a a fast lap into the pits um, won't improve. Certainly not at the Nurburgring. At some circuits, a fast lap into the pits doesn't even count, but uh, this one does. Uh, and so Simon Trummer it was who did it on lap 34 for those who like to make notes of such things. So, Paul, seven minutes to go. So that's just about just under a lap. But we will have to do another lap at the end of this one because the time will not have expired. Um We'll obviously run through the results when we get them at the end of the race. But your thoughts about this six-hour qualifying race for the total ADAC 24 hours of the Nürburgring? It's hard to look past the pace of the BMWs at the front of the field. In overall terms, yes, the uh, BMW is certainly the most impressive things that have been out there. And uh, it's only been the might of Pantai that uh, has been able to uh, keep them uh, from locking out the podium and even then they've only inherited that third spot on the podium as a result of the penalty that was handed down to uh, Conor de Filippi for a yellow flag infringement earlier in the race um, 
I have to say the first couple of hours I found a bit hard to deal with just because there was, uh, there was no pattern to it. There was no, you couldn't quite work out what was going on. But once we got into, um, got through the first couple of hours and um, the different strategies had panned out. And they weren't necessarily strategies in the sense that people had thought about what they were going to do and did it. Um, they were purely driven by how long you could go on that first um, set of tyres. Um, and if, and it's a big if, um, Valkenhorst ends up by winning this race, it will be purely because they managed to go three laps before they came into the pits on the first set of tyres. Um, the reason that um, the Manti car was in a position to gain was they went long on their first set of tyres. Mm-hmm. When it was damp, when it was drying, how long do you leave the driver out for? Such a difficult question to answer, um, but you've got to balance pace lost on the track on the wrong set of tyres against the advantage of actually just being out longer uh, on the fuel of your first stint. Just looking where there are particular battles on the circuit and uh, Maxi Book uh, is back out but he's pitted hasn't he so that means the Glickenhouse has gone up to seventh. Uh, I reckon yes. that Marcel Fessler's got half a chance of catching the KCMG Nissan took ten seconds out of them the last lap around uh, also going quickly as well at the moment is in fact it's fastest lap of the race last time around for the Lamborghini Huracan in 13th position but I think they've got too much to do but I wouldn't put it past Marcel Feslet catching Christa Jans in the 39 car and that could put an Audi in the top 10 Otherwise, it won't be. <laughs> yes, quite, uh, at the expense of a Nissan. And, yes. uh, you know, I don't think there'll be very many people at, uh, at Audi who are going to be happy with the fact that uh, they're getting a car into the top ten at the expense of a Nissan. Uh, cheers all round at KCMG, no doubt, uh, for a job very well done. Yes, yes. But, um, as I say, it's uh, not been the greatest of races for Audi by any manner of means. Um, there goes the race leader going on to start his last lap with three and a half minutes, three minutes 50 of the race still to go. Well, that means that there's going to be an awful lot of people. Uh, and cl- Ooh, you see, Fesler, well, he might just get through to start another... Oh, they won't flag it, though, they, will they? they? No, they won't. everybody's so got to go around again. They, yes, exactly. sorry. Yes, if it, yes, if yes, it yes. would yes. be 24 hours... Yes it would be exactly what you say but, yes uh, the checkered flag uh, won't be shown until the race leader comes through at the completion of the six hours lot of uh, a lot of penalties today flag signals for the number 100 uh, speed limit the pit lane for the 62 and the 45 yes I mean the the, the one that um uh, that we spoke of, uh, which had the big impact on the front of the field, certainly wasn't the only no, uh, no. flag infringement. And there will be a marker being laid down here by race control. Absolutely as well, right. Saying, look at all these uh, penalties. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's not an A4 uh, sheet of paper that goes out with all the list of penalties that will get circulated to all the team managers uh, and so they can see who was pinged. Not because they're interested in who was pinged, but just in how many of them were pinged and the need to obey the flag signals. And almost certainly it'll be brought, brought up all of the driver uh, briefings yep. at the Nürburgring 24 hours at the Total ADAC Nürburgring 24 hours. Of which there are many driver briefings. The, I think there's there's one in German and two in English, is there? Um, yes, I think there's, there's three altogether and um, then there's a separate one for team managers because um, there aren't as many team managers as there are drivers. 
It's an extraordinary thing to see. So the leader then on to the Nordschleifer and the hats and back for the final time. And I know what you said about the first part of the race. I quite like that being mixed up. I, 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 yeah, I am, I'm relatively tidy, but I, I like the fact that you know it, at some stage, you know it's all going to have to come back together because everybody has to make that last pit stop. Um, what did we say early on about the 24-hour race, Paul? Uh, as Again, we've got sunshine as they head out onto the main part of the circuit here. And it's about people who can adapt and execute their plan. And Valkenhorst have done that. There's no doubt about it. They've got good drivers. But so have Rover Racing. So have Manti. Not sure the Porsche's had the overall pace today. If I'm honest. No, uh, definitely not. And I think perhaps a clue to that came in the exclusion from qualifying from uh, for the number one car. Uh, they had to run it extra low, and I'm sure it was only millimetres that, oh yes, uh, that good the point. penalty was for. Good point. Um, but it meant that they were struggling to get the balance of the car right, and I suspect that that's an indication that there's uh, just a little bit of uh, trim work needed um, and they'll be working on that car to see if they just get the balance right. I mean, remember how successful Porsche has been in GT3 racing this year. Um, they've won most of the major um, trophies in GT3 this with year. With the new car. Uh, with the new car. Um, and so it is surprising that it is off the pace uh, here at the Nürburgring, but... Um, they're certainly giving it a good uh, a good go. Here's that battle you were talking about. Marcel Fessler certainly has caught the Nissan uh, and is putting him under quite a lot of pressure halfway around the Nordschleife job. Just coming out of, uh, I think that's Bergwerk, wasn't it? And he's gone through. No messing. No messing. Right over the top of the hill. And now heading back towards him. There'll be another lap after this for these two. So how far is he away from the next driver then in that case or oh no, too far 43 seconds so sorry that was Brunchen uh, and now they're heading into Flansgarden coming down towards the latter third of the lap uh, he's got a bit of traffic ahead of him as Marcel I'm very impressed with Marcel Fesler not that I'm never not impressed if you see what I mean <laughs> Not that I'm ever not impressed. Always gives it his best. But he was out in the worst of the conditions at the start of the race and made good pace. Certainly, what I'd say there is, there will be people who will look at the the result and see the leading Audi from uh, Phoenix only, only, in inverted commas, in 10th position. Um, that car has a better pace than a 10th position car. Uh, yes, um... And remember as well, um, although I also am impressed by Marcel Fessler, but he did have that little whoopsie on the circuit, didn't he? Yes, he uh, did. Made a spin, had to recover, get back onto the track. That's a good uh, point. So um, it hasn't been a completely flawless run from Marcel. Untypical uh, mistake from him. But again, an indication of just how hard the cars are obviously being driven um, when that uh, kind of mistake uh, comes to pass. Well, number 100 uh, must have served its penalty. 22nd uh, overall. Uh, the time has elapsed, by the way. It's just after 6 o'clock <laughs> local time. So we're into a bit of extra time here, a bit of overtime for you. 
It's only finishing off the uh, finishing off the lap. You, you don't say uh, time is overrun when you have a Grand Prix running. No. <laughs> We're just going to finish the last lap here, chaps. Um, it's funny, isn't it? Because it is such a long lap that you sometimes, you know, will be running for some cars. They'll be running till six or seven minutes past six. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and indeed, it, it can happen that you end up running an extra 10 minutes because if you're in a slower car that's only lapping in 10 minutes, uh, you cross the line after the six hours or four hours in a VLN race is up uh, and you're still waiting for the leader to cross the line. You then have to do your complete lap at your slower pace. So um, these, uh, the, the race does go on uh, a little bit longer. The Ferrari might well make up a place or two on this last lap. Maybe one. It'll, I think it'll catch the BMW Z4 GT3, which is leading SP9 last generation. So the Ferrari in SPX will get up to 23rd, but that'll only be second in class, of course. The SPX leader and winner will be brought home by Frank Moyer, which is the Scuderia Cameron Clickenhouse SCG003C catchy little title yeah you see there, there's the 100 car going out just onto the um Nordschleifer two and a half minutes past six o'clock so he's going to be it's going to be ten, a good ten minutes yeah past before he's back it's going to be late for his tea still waiting for the Valkenhorst car to come back into our view Christian Kronjes good drive by Kronjes again Yes, I mean, of course, with again, with talking about that early stages of the race, Cronje's it was in the Falcon Horse car Correct. that pushed it for the extra lap as well and uh, made the call to stay out. Uh, and I, I was talking about that balance between maintaining lap time and um, enabling the strategy to work. All of that was down to Christian Cronje's driving in the early stages. Very impressed with David Pittard's stint as well. Uh, Kept yeah, the well, pressure up. Yeah, yes, um, and uh, Nick Yellily as well. I did mean, Lucas Ordonez get in that car? Yes, Nick Yellily. I was, I was, uh, I was. Yeah, Yellily did. But did Ordonez? He did the middle. All uh, oh, right, okay. He did. The, I say the middle stint. He did the first part of the middle stint uh, and was putting in some pretty impressive lap times, didn't Nick? So uh, I think uh, between the three of them, they could all hold their heads up high. Uh, so coming to the line, Paul. Here is Christian Cronjes, ably backed up by David Pittard and Nick Yellily. Uh, Cross the line, the applause rings out down the pit lane. So we, I don't think Lucas Ordonez got in that car. There was no, only the three, three drivers. Just yeah. the three of them. So Valkenhorst wins, coming through in second. Jesse Krohn for Ro Re Rover Racing with Mikkel Jensen and Tom Blomqvist, who, sorry, with John Edwards, uh, who they just did that as a pair. Just the two of them. Yeah. And then in third, then, it will be the Manti Racing car. should see that any second now, the number 911. And that was the all-star team, wasn't it? Earl Bamba, Michael Christensen, Kevin Estra and Lawrence Vanter, as opposed to the all-star team in number one, <laughs> which will finish a little further down. Yes, the number one car will uh, finish in ninth place, I suspect, uh, end of the race. Um, Timing screen seems to have frozen for us once again, but that's presumably something that Vega, who's uh, uh, maintaining it all, will push it back into uh, uh, um, to get going at the end of the race. Uh, we're still being shown as 40 laps completed, but uh, certainly the Manti. I think that number that number one car might be eighth, actually. 
with Pele. I think he might finish ahead of he'll finish ahead of Fesler. It's a great last couple of laps from Fesler. Yes, yes, he'll finish ahead of Fesler, but uh, um, a long way behind uh, the other Porsche, the uh, Frickadelli Porsche. The, ah, there are going to be some corrections as well because I've just reminded, and thanks TCC for that, any penalties in the last 90 minutes are added to your race time. So there may well be a few corrections. Coming across the line now, now, now though, and make no apologies for getting back into SP8T. 26th, just waiting for that car to come through, the Black Fulton car. Uh, the 37, Alex Brundle's just come through. So both of the Astons have finished, second and third. 37 from 36, but a lap, ultimately, a lap off the lead in SP8T. So David King, who celebrated his birthday yesterday at the Nürburgring. You see, that's the way to do it. Well, not be overly happy with that. The gap at the chequered flag being listed as 12.6 seconds between Cronjus yeah. and Crone. Um, so that last lap from Christian Cronjus, uh, he did continue to push very hard indeed. I've got Vanto in the pits at the end of the last lap. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, showing on lap on 40 laps completed. Uh, Right, and he hasn't crossed the line yet. So, this is odd. And in fact, there's Felipe going through and taking third place on my screen. Yeah, I'll go along with that. So, it's a 1-2-3 for BMW at the end. Does that mean the 911 was sh that short on fuel? Well, um, A, it's very puzzling because the car... Um, if it did come into the pits, according to the screen there, it came into the pits at the end of lap 40, not at the end of lap 41. Um, now, it should, that would meant it... Well, no, it hasn't six. completed. It hasn't completed the next lap. It's on lap 41. Exactly. And it hasn't showed us crossing the line. And it hasn't even come out of the pits at the end of lap 40. So uh, it must have had a problem coming at the end of the penultimate lap. Uh, and as you rightly say... No, no, I, th I, th I think it, it's it, coming... It hasn't come out of the pits. It's not showing as having exited the pits. Yeah, but everybody else is just going on to 41 now. Yeah, and still the 911 is shown as being in the pits. So they're going to drop a whole host of places there. Uh, they are, absolutely right. Everybody that completes lap 41... See, I think they've completed lap 40 and they've gone on to 41. They've just never finished it, Paul. No, they've come into the pits. The, the, the screen here is showing it pit in. They're still in the pits. So they've gone into the pits at the end of lap 40 and then they've not come out again. So something happened to the 911 Porsche on the last lap, or the penultimate lap, brought him into the pits. We didn't see him come into the pits, um, but he came in and hasn't yet gone out again. Well, that so means the Glickenhaus has gone. So, absolutely. OK, Mercedes of Assenheimer uh, has gone up. So the best Porsche is going to be Frickadelli and Mark Campbell in fourth, then the Assenheimer Black Falcon number six, then the Glickenhaus in sixth position. And if this continues... That means that the other Mantai car is actually going to overhaul it yep. and does. Now, is there a reason there's no championship implications there? No, no, I, I, absolutely. I think something has happened to that Mantai Porsche 911. Van brought it in on the penultimate lap. He had fuel to go to the end. It's not a fuel problem. Um, but the pro it, it has had 
I would guess a puncture uh, or something like that. They brought it in, um, and as I say, the car has uh, not um, been able to resume because we're still well, showing it as uh, being in the pits on the screen. Well, they're going to drop down, I reckon, to 20... Second position. Yeah, that would be a route right because there were 20 cars on the lead lap. So uh, a bit of a bonus for BMW, a bit of a bonus for Frickadelli as well. Well, it went the other. I mean, this is awful for them. They, I mean, Manti cleared the po cleaned the podium up uh, at the end of the VLN race and then lost one of the positions due to post race tech finding uh, scrutineering after the race finding an infringement extraordinary stuff so KCMG Nissan is going to come through to ninth has done Fesla ends up in eighth position seventh in class by the way uh, Fesla and Rahel Fry Marcel and Rahel excellent stuff for, for those guys so rounding off the top ten is going to be Maxi Book and the second Mercedes AMG team black Falcon car the number three, the bright green car, which made a late stop. And just outside the top ten, JP Oliveira and the rest of the KCMG 38 crew. Uh, let's do some more class winners for you. We know that SPX winner was the Glickenhaus last-gen winner in probably 24th position BMW. Still has to finish that car. Fastest lap of the race, by the way, did go to the Ferrari. Team Speedline taking a last generation win. Toyota Kazoo racing with the Lexus winning SP Pro in 25th position. Uh, Black Falcon racing taking the SP8T, as we mentioned, with the 47 car in 26th and 27th. The Cup 3, 303 for Porsche and Moolah Motorsport, the Cayman Club Sport. Peter Turting brought the 170 Hyundai i30 N home in 28th position to win TCR SP7 Huber Motorsport Porsche 991 GT3 Cup and the 63 car in 29th place in 31st 320 the alternatively fuelled Porsche that was the team care for climate number 320 in 31st position Thomas Jaeger brought the BMW M4 GT4 home to win in SP10 the GT4 category 34th overall for that car SP3T the 88 Subaru wins that 35th overall, SP8, the normally aspirated SP8 class, Audi R8 from the Giti Tire Motorsport sponsored car. That came home in 36th position, that was the number 148. Then the number 111, Teichmann Racing Crossport, 41st position and wins Cup X. Uh, the Cup 5, BMW 240, was Pixum Team Adrenaline with their number 240 and 46th position, one place ahead of Rent to Drive Familiar Racing's Porsche 997 GT3 Cup, number 76, which won SP6. The V6 winner was in 52nd position. Check that. It's just got up to 51st position uh, on the last lap as the Porsche Carrera run by Black Falcon wins V6. That was because there was a problem with the 777 Ford Mustang on the last lap. And I think that takes us down to the 155 Avia Zorg Rensport BMW 325 that wins V4. 
and the SP40 winner was the Porsche Cayman 718 GTS led the whole race I think the 159 and that I think oh no the Toyota CHR won SP3 in 72nd position and I think that's all your class winners who were still running yes it was well done. So uh, whilst you were going through all of those, the timing screen was gradually catching up with itself and it still hasn't reported the 911 Manti Porsche was having left the pit lane. So um, it would seem, as I said, that Vantor brought the car in on the penultimate lap uh, and it never went back out again. So uh, it's going to finish behind all the other cars that were on the lead lap. Um, and if there are no more to come, um, that will be end up being 19th um, with the 20th place car being the Wochenspiegel team Monschau Ferrari. So the reason I, I I was taking issue with that was it's got sector times for all of the rest of the lap apart from the last sector. So does that not mean it came into the pits at the end of lap 40 but just hasn't yes. gone across the line? Yes, it's coming to the, the Yes, that's right. So it came into the pits at the end of its previous lap, which we never noticed because right. we were concentrating on, on the, the lead, the, 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 the battle for lead. the lead. Uh, but it never left the pits again. Right. So, um, that's why we need Joe Bradley down there, you see, to uh, to patrol the pits for One us. One Who's coming in? Um, but it looks as if forty. Uh, Right. 19th, 19th is, is as far as it goes. Is, is as far down as it's going to go because um, it will have crossed the line to complete lap 40 earlier than the cars behind it. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. So, a uh, bit of a disaster for Manti. Um, it, may, it depends a little bit on what the problem was. Uh, as I say, if it was something as simple as a puncture and they decided, look, we've had a puncture, there's no point in sending them out uh, just to finish the six-hour qualification race. We've done what we've had to do. Um, if, however, it's some kind of failure on the car, then Manti's going to need to get to the bottom of it and understand exactly what happened to the car. All right, let's quickly round up what happened. It was BMW 1, 2 and 3 with the two raw racing Rover Racing cars in behind the Vulcan horse car. Fricadelli, the best of the Porsches with Matt Campbell coming home in fourth position. Then the Mercedes of Team Black Falcon, the number six car. Scuderia, Cameron, Glickenhouse will be delighted with the top six finish and winning SPX. The rest of the top ten, Manti's number one in seventh. Eighth for Audi Sport Team Phoenix. Great run for Fazla and Frey. Ninth for KCMG Nissan. And the top ten made up by Mercedes-Benz with the second of the Team Black Falcon cars. On to the podium ceremonies now. And already the third place car is there over racing. The number 98 team. It was Conadu Filippi who brought the car home. And standing very happily there on the podium with Tom Blomqvist and Mikkel Jensen. Their teammates in the 99 car look good for that. Couldn't fight at the end. John Edwards and Jesse Kron. And worthy winners for Vulcan Horse Motorsport. They played their cards correctly. They had the pace when it mattered. And well done to Nick Yellowley, David Pittard and the man who anchored the car home. Christian Conyers also drove in the most difficult part of the race in the tricky conditions at the start. They are the winners. 
just a quick note from the 9-11 team. Uh, they had a steering problem. Ah. Didn't know exactly what it was, giving them a big, dangerous vibration. Uh, and so that was why Van Tour brought the car into the pit lane with the steering wheel pointing in a different direction to which the front wheels were pointing. That seems a reasonable reason to stop the car. Valkenhorst on the top step of the podium. BMW lockout. All three steps of the total ADSC 24-hour of the Nürburgring qualifying race. And now we'll have the national anthem of the winning team. So those three teams will be back to do battle again in June. Yes, June. Just to remind ourselves that it's the week after the Le Mans 24 hours. So the 25th and 20, 26th. I think it's the 24th and 25th. Yes, um, that sounds right. I just double check. And we will have full live coverage in sound and vision of the race. And most of the early sessions will be in uh, vision as well, particularly that uh, top 30 single car qualifying, which I always love. And we'll have every session in audio on RS1 for you. Oh, it's always dramatic, the top 30 qualifying. It is, I love no, it's, it. It's the 22nd and 23rd All right, of okay, June. right. Um, so Le Mans is the 15th and 16th of June. Nürburgring, 24 hours, 22nd and 23rd of June. So the trophy's been handed out. And just to remind you to say thank you to our colleagues at Vega Technical who provided the pictures and the technical support to get them around the world on this English language feed. Uh, Michael and the rest of the guys, thank you very much indeed for all your hard work. Rob was our executive producer in London for this event. Uh, some final thoughts for you, Paul, uh, as the champagne is about to be popped and the BMW guys are ready for a party. Uh, I don't quite know, to be honest. I think it's posed more questions than it's answered. Um, if I was going to be asked for which is the top BMW team, I'd have said Rover Racing. Um, and there we have Falcon Horse on the top of the, uh, mm. top of the podium. Uh, time was when Rover Racing was kind of the second string BMW team. Um, and they occasionally sprang a surprise by uh, beating the, the top team. But uh, 
this weekend it's seen Falcon Horse get onto the top. I mean, great result for them and uh, and hats off to them. But uh, has to be a bit of a surprise. And as I say, are they going to be re- be able to repeat that in the 24 hours itself? Well, it would be marvellous if they did. Uh, but it would be even more marvellous if they were given a bit more of a run for the money by Mercedes, by Porsche, by Audi. Um, so I think they've got some questions to answer. The uh, the other uh, manufacturers, Porsche, Audi, and Mercedes in particular. Uh, I think Nissan, Lamborghini, and Glickenhaus um, can go home fairly happy. Mm. Um, you know that Nissan is is certainly we got they've got uh, as I said one car uh, did get into the top ten. The other finished eleventh. Um, so they were. Um, in the right place at the right time. Uh, good old Franz Conrad got the Lamborghini home in 12th. So um, some good results a bit further down the field. But uh, as I say, I think more questions have to be answered than actually were during that race. Got some nice data. I'll be crunching some of those numbers. Aston Martin bring both of their new GT uh, four cars home, second and third, although a lap off the pace. So a little bit of work to do there and some good battles in the other categories as well. Well, the BMW's drivers have been fairly restrained, but there's lots of pictures to take. We'll let them do that and say thank you for spending your Sunday with us for the Total ADSE 24-hour of the Nürburgring qualifying race. Uh, Join us next weekend when we're at Bruno for the 12 hours of Bruno with Creventic and, of course, for Mobile One uh, and the... Radio Le Mans 91.2 FM broadcasts from Le Mans. Before we're back here at the Nürburgring for the big race for GT3s this year. The total 24 hours of the Nürburgring with the ADAC. And we'll have it all for you here on RSL in sound and vision. From the Nürburgring, it's bye for now. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMans.com. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.